Oh, no, yeah. And it adds up. It's the 19th story yeah. time. It's going to have to be deferred. Yeah, it is. It's all right. Yeah? Yeah. It's fine. <clears throat> things will... Things will um, settle into their preordained patterns uh, as dictated by the auspices of auspicaciousness. That sounded pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. I was I was convinced. Were you? Yeah. Wow. I was like, yeah, this is definitely a set of words that if I say them are going to sound really good. And they did. And authoritative. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's basically why uh, that's our excuse for not doing a story time this week when we really should. Um, because of auspicaciousness. Auspicacity? The day is nestori like nefasti. Yes. Only different. Yes. Yeah. DS. Yes. Retract your S. I was trying to retract my S and I always forget. DS. 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 Narrative. Narra. See, I, I need to be able to do that thing. It's got two R's in it. So that means you pronounce two R's, but you can't. Yeah, that. See, I can't do that. <laughs> when there's two R's, you're supposed to pronounce two R's, same as you pronounce every double letter. Yeah. But you can't go. It's not convincing. So what they do is they roll their R's. They trill. They go. That thing. What you did. Yeah. And I can't. I can do it if I kind of. For like a split second, if I really force my breath through, rrr, 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 like that, but otherwise I can't do it at Don't all. Worry. And that, and this is, this is me of Scottish blood. Anyway, did we establish? Hello, um, we're not we're not doing a story time this 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 time uh, because of uh, reasons external constraints. Yes. To our uh, time scheduling, keeping and brain spoons and brain spoons. Um, and we want to give you a quality story time. Yeah, we don't want to kind of rush it at the last second. Yeah, no, it's, it's no good for anybody doing that. No, so. no. So we're going to do instead... Episode 171. Episode 171. Let's call it 170 and a half. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we'll do 171 next time. But... Then we'll skip straight to 173. How does that sound? Does that sound all right, listeners? Sounds pretty good. I'm 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 going I'm going with that. So, welcome. If do you mind me? No, I don't want to steal do your thunder. No, do it, do it, do it, do um, it. Welcome, uh, lovely listeners, to the virtual campfire for episode 170.5 of Frithcast.
Okay, um, yes, hello, welcome to the virtual clearing. Um, welcome to you, um, my illustrious <laughs> counterpart <laughs> in this. Uh, oh, I broke something. <laughs> well, probably. In this endeavour, uh, which we call. Um, a hot um, mess. A hot mess. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself for the benefit of the lovely listeners? I would I would love to do that. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome around the virtual campfire. I am half your hosting team. My name is Suzanne. I'm a human with a head full of mostly stuff, occasionally useful. Indeed. And uh, I am Kate. Uh, I am not a heather. And my head is full of stuff that most certainly is not useful. Uh, unless you're at a Star Trek convention and you need somebody to make conversation while you escape out of the back door. So, um, what are we going to be talking about tonight? Well, welcome to episode 171. 170.5. Sorry, 170.5. It doesn't quite flow. Well, it doesn't flow, no, but yeah. I promise you, by next time... No, the time after that... We'll It'll back. flow like an Orinoco drinking hot cocoa. Ooh. I know, right? Get you. Ah! Um, but yeah, it, it, it'll all be back to back in sync at that point. After we've next week. We've never been in sync. Well, we've never been in fully sync. <laughs> in, in, in like sink or swim terms, we have. Yeah, this is fair. Um, but uh, no, by, by we've next. We've mostly sunk for the record. Yeah. Next step, well, you can tell. You only have to listen to us. Um, so next episode and then the one after that, it'll all be back to the usual pattern, 173, and we're going. But for tonight, we are having a little bit of a detour, a little meander along the byways of episode numbering yes. to bring you a little extra this isn't going to sell, is it? No. We're going to bring but you... Keep going. It's gonna, good. I'm, gonna, I'm supporting you. Yeah, we're going to delay the story time Positivity. episode. We're going <laughs> to delay the story time episode to bring you an extra special, extra ordinary episode. And this is going to be focused on what topic this evening? The goodest boy. The goodest boy. Yes. We never did manage to establish, did we? We did not. Whether Kerberos... The three-headed dog who guards the entrance to Hades yes. in Greek mythology. Hades, I mm -hmm. suppose. Um, is, in fact, the goodest boy. Or the goodest boys. It's a tough call. It is a tough call. It's going to kind of... It's one of those thoughts that's going to keep you up half the night. Yeah, definitely. It's a big, big thought to it's have. philosophical. Big feelings. That's what you come here you know? for, episode, episodes. Episodes. <laughs> this is what you come here for, lovely listeners. Is philosophy. Am I right? Am I right? I think I found a problem. Yeah? Yeah, they can't talk to us. They can't. Okay. No. All right. Anyway, and I do know that we mostly concentrate on heathen things. We do. Uh, the Norse, the yes. Viking cultures, and so forth. So I'm guessing that we're not talking about Kerberos, the Greek three-headed Hades guarder. No, but, you know, mentioning in the ranks of the goodest boy... Indeed. ...we can do this. So who is the goodest boy? Well, we're kind of... Yeah, it's... Mm, complicated. Okay. 
But we're talking a lot of goodest boys. But we're talking dogs. We're talking doggos. We are talking doggos. Okay. Because we've done a couple of episodes on cats, and we've never really gone into the goodest Viking doggos. Indeed. So you know, we thought we'd have a go at exploring some of them. So, lovely listeners, welcome around the virtual campfire. Settle in, warm your knees, grab a drink of choice. All the new lovely listeners, hello. All the slightly more experienced lovely listeners, yeah, you know what you're in for. You'll be fine. <laughs> Marshmallows in the tin. Introduction done. Let's get on with the goodest boy. Marshmallows in the tin. That sounds like a song. Please, carry on. I'm not sure I can. I mean, there's not a lot that rhymes with marshmallows in the tin. Well, tell us about dogs then. Okay. So, Viking doggos. They have quite a relationship with dogs in the fact that they might not have as many breeds as we do now. Mm -hmm. And they're using them for very specific purposes. Okay. So, they're not perhaps how we would use them as a household pet as an animal that we can care for in the household that doesn't have a specific function, if you like, but they're not quite wholly a working animal either. Okay. They're somewhere kind of in the middle, so they're living in the houses. Um, when somebody <clears throat> rich and important dies, you may find a doggo in that grave with them. I'd like to believe... One. I'd like to believe that in those cases, the dog happened to die at the same time. You believe that? Okay. Okay, it's the same with the horses. Yes. And the falcons. Yes. And everything and else. And the oxen. Yeah, you you, you believe that they, they yeah, they died at it the just, same time. They just it's happened just coincidence. To, it's fine. And they're like, well, we might as well bury everybody together. Save, saves on efficient. the admin. Yeah. So... Take from what you're saying, we're not talking about they would not keep dogs as pets as a part of the family, as is often the case today. I mean, obviously, we have working dogs, you know, farms, yeah. police forces. We have you know, security dogs, herding companies, dogs. whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, we have ones that are trained for a specific purpose. Yeah, but we, to a much greater extent, will uh, adopt an animal into our homes and it becomes a part of the family. In effect. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't a it thing. It does for not have. Um, it might have some basic training, but it doesn't have a specific task job that it is there to do. Yeah. Alongside it being in the household, so eat food. You, yeah, you can't really tell because what we've got is a set of archaeological remains. Mm -hmm. They don't really tell us the nuances of the relationships between those animals and those people. Okay. They don't tell us whether. They are, they, they can put forward the, the understanding that they're not a pet animal. Yeah. They're, they're closer to a working animal that happens to live very closely with the family. Mm. So they're using particular breeds for hunting and for herding. Yeah. Rather than um, for, you know, sitting on the end of a, a leash and looking pretty is probably <laughs> not quite where they're at. But we do have... As far as I remember, we do have some dog collars from that period. Oh, yeah. So we know they were putting a, a, a banded collar on or a collar and with a tie for a leash on. Mm -hmm. So that could be, the you know, certainly using them maybe in hunting. Yeah. Um, in hunting larger game, uh, mooses, mices, 
What are the big things with the antlers? Mooses. Mooses that get, you know, ugly drunk. Those ones. Yes, they do, don't they? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, we're talking in, in northern, the, the, the Vikings or the Norse yeah. uh, homelands. So yes. very, very sort of northern where you're likely to get... Are they mooses there? Well, big There's things mooses, with antlers that are grumpy. Mooses, elks, caribou. Do I mean caribou? Reindeer. Reindeer, basically, yes. That kind of thing. Yeah, you're kind of your your big critter on yep. which there is good eating, however it is pointy and grumpy. Yes. Those. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, we can guess that they trained dogs to help them in hunting, that they helped them in herding or protecting a family or protecting a homestead, mm-hmm. um, being close in that way, but maybe not being just a solely pet animal. For some reason, when you said protecting the homestead, all I can think now is how useful cats are when you can stack them in a doorway. 20 giant cats, 20 in, a doorway. Giant cats yeah. in a doorway. <laughs> yeah. But here we're talking about the more traditional approach of having a dog that will bite, bark and gnash at yes, anybody who comes in. and not in. just roll over and go, belly rubs, please. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, you know... I mean, it's great when it's you, but it's not so great when it's your sneaky intruder coming in to do damage. Look at his little back leg going like the clappers. Yeah. So we know we've found them in, especially in the big burials where there's lots of bling. Yeah. We find um, these sort of medium to large hunting, herding style dogs that are built... Um, from the the bones and the remains, we know that they're probably ones that we have descendants of now that are very very good at living in the cold because yeah. of, they have all the insulation fur that they could ever want. I want to say like your huskies and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sort of not the small chihuahua type yappy type dog. No, no. Well, Bit a lot bigger. of those, a lot of those. I mean, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm if I say I'm a cat person, it's not that I dislike dogs by any stretch. I just don't know an awful lot about them. I've, all, you know, whenever I've had pets, they've tended to be cats. Um, but um, I mean, a lot of the current breeds of dogs, especially the more, shall we say, aesthetically specialised ones, so the ones that have been bred to look a particular way. Yes. Um, for human ornamentation purposes mm-hmm. and also those that are bred for specific kinds of hunting like you know going down ferreting holes and stuff yeah yeah we used to have like dogs that would specialize in badges mm. and going down into very very small burrows and getting hold of an animal and bringing it out again it was part of a, a hunting culture that we had here but a lot of those have tended to be bred Sort of in the last few hundred years, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Really, a lot of those those lines have sort of come out. I mean, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know when we started breeding dogs for for sort of specialist. But I always sort of imagine, I always imagine, you know, back in you know the the, the sort of Viking age, prior to that, in the, the the classical period, I always sort of think of dogs as being quite hulking, great, quite kind of much closer to wolf than wolfy dog. things. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So they, yeah, they're, they're certainly, dogs are one of the first species that humans domesticate. Mm, mm. Um, in the Mediterranean, it's goats. 
Is it? Yeah, we, we go after goats first and when they, you domesticate them, they get smaller and the horns get smaller and the milk yield gets bigger and you end up with the goats that we have now and not the goats that we had then, which were kind of grumpy and big horns and Morning, Flavia! What do you think of this weather then, eh? Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? It's raining cats and goats. Yeah. Strange people. I know. Strange people, but they had oxes like as big as houses. They did. And they had dogs that were goats. And they had cats that were gods. They and had those two. I don't know how they coped, to be honest. Well, you know, they probably don't know how we coped, to be Everything's fair. Everything's just so complicated. Yeah. Oh. So in Norse mythology, we get other little, you know, tips about where dogs fit in the society. Mm. So the dogs we have in the mythology, most a lot of them come in pairs. So we have Odin's two wolves, Geri and Freki. We mm -hmm. have the two wolves that chase the sun and the moon, Hattie and Skoll. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we have them arriving kind of in, in pairs, in little mini, in the tiniest pack you can imagine, a pack of two. But in, fair, in fairness, a lot of things are in pairs, aren't they? I mean, hasn't... Doesn't Freya have two cats? Mm, she does. Thor has two goats. Yes. Odin has two ravens. Yes, and two wolves. And two wolves. And a horse with two horses worth of legs. Ah, yes, nice. Mm. See, one horse, but four, eight. I forgot how many, <laughs> I forgot how many legs two horses have. <laughs> I was never good at maths. Four horse all or horseology. What's horseology? Horseology. Equine. 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 Equology. Equology. Equus. Equus. I don't know. No. Anyway, that. So, so we find them in some of the big ship burials that we have. Okay. We find uh, doggos in places like Oseberg. And I think Gokstad as well, which are two really big... They're the big, big ship burials. Yes. Do I remember the BJ581 grave having a dog in it? Do you know what I Am I wrong on that? I think it has dogs and horses. Does it have a falcon as well? I have this feeling in my head um, that there was, a ho there was definitely a horse in there, at least one horse in there, possibly two if I remember rightly. But I also feel like there was a dog in there as well, and somebody said, "Oh, it was because they, this person went hunting, or what have you." Yeah, I could be wrong, but, I, but anyway, the point is, they we find them in in burials sometimes. Yeah, we we tend to find them in the big, the big bing, big bing, big bling burials. Big bling burial. The big, big bling. Burials. Yeah, can't do it. Those we find them in those we don't tend to find them in ye ordinary everyday ones which is where we find a whole lot of people bearing in mind that those big ship burials of maybe are maybe built for one or two people each and that's yes. it the the vast the <clears throat> vast op, vast um operations to, to to actually put them together and yeah. stack them with stuff and, it's and, and huge, what have you but, but it's, it's just for one or two people mm -hmm. um so we know the like the majority of Viking graves have basically got no grave goods in them. They've got nothing in them at all. They're yeah. just a person and or what's left of a person, and that's about it. Yeah. If you're really lucky, there might be a bead. A bead. 
Yeah, which is not why so much... we get so excited when we find one of the really big <laughs> ones with all this stuff in that we can study. And not so much a sword, because swords tend to rust, uh, rust away pretty quick, I would imagine. I know we get, there's they, been a few get, found, yeah, hasn't we there? Get, we get them sometimes, but again, a sword only has one use. Yeah, and they're quite expensive too. They're really, really expensive yeah. to get. So you get a spear or an axe, you can get multiple uses out of that, but a sword's only got one use. Yeah. You can't cut yeah. down trees with a sword, it's not happening. Plus, if beads are made out of glass, yep. glass is very difficult to get it to erode away over time. Yes. Or, or degrade. And it can get say. recycled quite easily yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's. We do find dogs in those places, and there is a project called the Viking Dogs Project, mm. as far as I know, which is looking at doing DNA analysis from six species of, of dog, and they vary in size. They're kind of almost down to little terriers up to big wolf sized dogs. Mm-hmm. And they're picking them for those traits so your hunting dogs are often uh, bigger ones that can take the damage and are fast strong agile the herding ones or the protecting ones they're being bred for particular traits yeah so yeah we find them in a few different places they definitely turn up in the mythology and we've not mentioned the two really really famousest ones Okay. Although what category of goodest boy these are, I do not know. <laughs> well, I think I know at least one of them that you're going to name. and You I'm... can probably have a good stab at the other one as well. Uh, yeah, well, some, several people tried, I seem they to recall. Did, yeah, they did. But, you know. Or will try. <laughs> or will try. Have tried. Have tried. Are going to. Are trying. Yeah, it's all good. Who knows? So there are two notable dogs in Norse mythology. One of them is Garm. Yeah. Who guards the gates of Helheim, of hell. Mm-hmm. And he is there to stop the dead coming out and to stop the living going and talking to the dead. So he guards the border. How many heads does he have? Just one. Because other than that... He's pretty much the same as Kerberos. He does sound rather like Kerberos, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, less of a dog food bell, I think. Yeah, possibly so, yeah. <laughs> All right, so this Six is eyes, one stomach. I mean, it's <laughs> never going to end well, is it? Not really. <laughs> so this is um, this is. Does he belong to hell? Then is he? Uh... He's associated with right, but he tends to guard the border, whereas she rules the realm. Yeah. So Garm, or you might see his name written G A R M or G A M G A R M R. Yep. And he's. Yeah, very much that kind of guarder, liminal being, yep. the one that guards the the in-between place, mm. which has led some people to um, put forward the theory that dogs in graves are looking at as a guide okay. to the afterlife yeah, yeah. to get that person to Helheim. Oh, wow. All right. So, you know, because Gama guards the border, Gama yeah. guards the border that a dog in a grave has been theorised that that's there deliberately to take somebody to that border and get them across it. So the dog will spirit, find its way to another dog, Yeah, basically. as a spirit guide okay. to get get that person to help. A psychopomp. Yes, a psychopomp. Um, some folks are saying that effectively they were status symbols. Right. And like 
your your hounds, your horse, your hawk, all of your gaming equipment, all of your food and drink, yeah. all of your musical instruments and your tapestries. You take it all with you. It all goes in the same grave. Yeah. And all of that is it's not that the dog is a psychopomp to get you there. The dog is just part of your wealth and status. And you and you've got to take it with you because Yeah, and when you, you don't know, want to get to the afterlife and be poor, do you? You don't want to you don't want to rock up without your stuff. Yeah. And that includes your favourite horse and your hounds and your hawk and everything else. See in my day, like one small denomination coin was sufficient. Well You know, get get you across the river and that's Inflation. Inflation. <laughs> just so, yeah, you know, like death tax inflation. I mean, yeah. it's going to happen, isn't it? So that's it's not just going to stay at one coin forever, you no, know. No, I suppose it's not really. No. Um, so that's Garm. Yes. And number two is the other wolf that we see. In I mean, we know Norse we mythology know, is Fenrir. Is Fenrir? Yeah. Um, so Fenrir being one of the three children of Loki through Angorabotha. Yeah. And him being one who is kind of... It's odd because he's part of the events that lead up to the Ragnarok, but he doesn't specifically cause it himself. Right. So he's... The one by which he's just doing his chilling out wolfy thing and the gods are worried that he's getting too big. So they decide they're going to restrain him, to bind him. Yeah. Spoiler alert, this does not end well. Well, people don't like being tied up and binded. No. Binded. I mean, unless they do. Anyway, moving on. Yes. Um, So. So in that, you end up with, you know, the TLDR version. Tia loses a hand. Yeah. Fenrir ends up bound. Yeah. However, he gets free just before the Ragnarok happens and is part of those final battles with the gods. Yeah. And yeah, that's where all sorts of mad things happen. He manages to glomp Odin. Odin's son Vidar comes along and kills Fenrir. So it's yeah. a very, very, very specific piece ending to to what goes on. So we do have, you know dogs and wolves and yes the gods are worried about Fenrir getting too big yeah whereas you'd think with a dog or with a a wolf with a hound you could train it to be able to guard yeah to be able to guide to be able to work alongside Garm there were other things that they could have maybe other options that they could have looked at for Fenrir yeah birds yeah. Birds in the trees, in the virtual trees, and definitely not in the eaves of our house. Because, because that uh, isn't where we, um, uh, that isn't where we are. No. We're in virtual clearing, of course. Of course we are. Um, but yeah. So I, so that's Fenrir. Yes. Um, Fenrir, I, he's, a, he's an odd one. Name-wise, because always when I've heard him in relation to Norse mythology proper, so when we've talked about him, when I've read books and things, he's always been Fenrir. Mm. But I hear the name different forms in in other places. Fenris. Fenris mm. was the name of the ranger group that Seven of Nine joined in yes. Star Trek, I seem to think. Fenris Rangers. Mm-hmm. 
And there was a Doctor Who story back in the days of... Yes, um, there was. the kind of water Viking... They were water vampires. Yeah. Hemovores. And they were... Um, the, the, that storyline, it was a Sylvester McCoy one from back in the original it Doctor was. Who run. It was. My God, one of, the, yes. one of the last stories that they did before it went on hiatus. And it was called The Curse of Fenric. Mm. But that was set in Norway and it was very, very sort of Norsey yes. in its, in its, in its theme. I'm just, I'm, I mean, is it, is it just like people just messing about with the name or does he have various different forms of the name or, 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 or what? Do you is know, it? I'm not sure, but yeah. given their penchant for spelling things a dozen different ways, he could very easily suppose, have lots yeah. and lots I mean, of different names. That's true, because I mean, standardised spelling is only a relatively recent thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really. Um, you mentioned as well, uh, and I'm going to go back a little bit, because although these are those were certainly the biggies, Yes. Dog, doggy wise. Um, we did also mention Skull. Hattie and Skull. And Hattie. Yes. Um, and I feel that we rather let the side down. Did we? We did. Let's by, go back to them. By failing to mention uh, a something of a geeky reference. Which I'm geek alert. Which I'm kind of hanging a lantern on now, so it's probably not going to work quite as effectively <laughs> as if we just like slipped it in there all subtle like on the way past. We but did. I missed the geeky reference. You are right. Anybody who has watched uh, the relatively recent Star Wars TV series Ahsoka, yes, um, featuring uh, which follows the 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 adventures of um, Ahsoka Tano, who is a uh, Jedi student, a student Jedi in the leaves the order in the Clone mm. Wars animated series. Mm. She she is a, a, a an apprentice to Anakin Skywalker, who, as we know, becomes Darth Vader. Mm. Uh, but before that, uh, she becomes disillusioned with the order and leaves. Yes, and the series basically picks up with her after the um, the the events of the, the the Star Wars saga up to Return of the Jedi. And sort of, uh, and, and and sort of tells the story. She's she's basically involved with two. I want to say dark Jedi of some sort. Yeah, they kind they're, of are and they aren't. Yeah, they're, they're kind they're of a, a bit, bit Sithy. A bit Sithy, but not like full on, leaning hard into the Sithy. They've they, got a little bit of the like the shallow end of the Sith pool. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they are called Balan Skull mm. and Shin Hati. Yes. And I can only assume that they're named deliberately after these two dogs. Yes. Uh, the dogs that in the mythology chase the sun and the moon. Yes, they do. Um, Skull and Hearty in the TV show are chasing... What are, I mean, are they chasing Ahsoka, presumably, but they're chasing Jedi? Is that, is that their thing? I don't really know. Um, but yeah, so they, they obviously picked those names and they've, so they've sort of been, I was going to say immortalised in Star Wars, but Star Wars has been around for like 10 minutes in comparison to <laughs> Norse mythology. Um, but yeah, I thought it was quite cool. And I wanted to throw it in as well because um, Lord Balan's skull was played by Ray Stevenson, uh, who, uh, the late, the sadly, very sadly late Ray Stevenson. Uh, who is uh, a fave actor of mine? He used to play um, Pullo. He played uh, Titus Pullo in mm -hmm. HBO's uh, Rome, mm -hmm. which is one of my two favourite TV shows. <laughs> I have lots of favourite TV shows, but it, that and Battlestar Galactica are the two are the two top right ones. up the top there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah, Hattie and Skoll also, you know, when the Ragnarok happens, it happens in the darkness because the sun's gone. Now, I thought it was Fenrir that ate the sun. Do you know I'm going to have to go check now? It's all right. It doesn't I mean, it's not... I was going to say it's not the end of the world. <laughs> I mean... For a given value of... I mean, it... You know what I mean? Dogs. All I can think of now is Hacker the dog, and you're finished. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid game. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to add? <laughs> so, well, thank you for joining us <laughs> for this adventure through. Uh, Viking caninity? Yeah. Um, <laughs> mythological caninity? Um, we have, yeah, so that's, that's dogs. Um, should we just wrap it up there? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that in mind, um, normal function will be resumed by next time. And uh, we would like to say thank you for joining us, uh, lovely listeners. If you want to find us online, uh, you can find us on Facebook if you go to fb.com slash frithcastpod or just go to Facebook and search for frithcastpod. You'll find our little page, which will take you to the group, uh, the, 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 the Facebook group that we have. And in there, you'll find a link to our virtual virtual campfire, which is our Discord server. Uh, you are more than welcome to come and join us on there. We'd be happy to see you. You can come and introduce yourself and have a chat to our other lovely listeners. And uh, what else? Yes, if they want to find you online. Me. You. Me. How would they do that? You can find me. I'm Suzanne Martin. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You can also find me on the tattered, exploded remains of Twitter. <laughs> At Geether in Jeans, <laughs> until we get swept into a bucket. X, twi under the X Twitter. X Twitter. Um, yeah, you can find me on Facebook or on what remains of the sad and sordid remains <laughs> of Twitter. I'm on there as well. Yeah, come and find us. Come and say hi on Discord. Come and show us pictures of your goodest boy doggos. And yeah. also, tell us who you feel warrants the title of the Norse goodest boy. Yeah, that sounds good. And in the meantime, we will go away and uh, uh, basically go to sleep, I think. Um, well, you know. Well, you know. And then, uh, yeah, we'll be back um, at, in, at the appropriate juncture for episode 171. Definitely. Which will be followed by episode 173. Yeah, because that's not confusing at all. Not at all confusing, no. but we have to get it back onto the track, you we know? We do, we do. We have to get back on track. We do. It's fine. Well, we can call it one set. This is 170.5. Yeah. Right? We can call the next one 
172 minus 1. Right? Right. No, that's wrong. We'd have to call it 107. If we do it, if we, if we, if we say, right, hang on. Okay, if you add them both together, right? Yeah. And then divide by... Cheese. Divide by cheese. No, that's not going to work. Right. Basically what you do, right, take pie. <gasps> pie. And then... Pie. Pie. Eat pie. No. Pie. No. Pie. No. Pie. Two pie. Two pies. Ah. Two pie R. No, two pi nom. Pi r squared? Pi r squared. No. No, what we do is pi we take... Pi r not squared. Right. Pi r round. No, what we do is pi we take... Pi r round. No, we take episode...